Um, so, Melissa, I'd love to talk a little bit about, you know, how do we write an engaging ad and some of the things that we talk about uh, with our clients in terms of if, whether it's an ad or maybe it's just a knowledge-based video on the YouTube is like, really, what does the script and content need to be? So I think one of the things that's really important, we talked about this earlier, is understanding who your persona is. So who is the audience for this video and what, what do they really want to learn and how do you want to talk to them? Yeah, for sure. You know, we work with a lot of life science and, you know, and even working in life science, there's a big difference between the tone you want to take with a physician or a provider and the tone that you want to take with a patient. Because we do both. We do we do the business to business aspect, sort of the provider facing, you know, here's why you want to here's why you want to invest in these diagnostics. And then you've got the, th the videos that go to the patient. Here's what you're going to get from this test. So, I mean, even the words that you use with the, with the audience is different. A diag you know, you can use diagnostic with a, with a provider, whereas a patient may not understand exactly what a diagnostic is. You have to use a different word. You have to use test. You have to use, you know, you have to definitely use different language. You can't use a lot of jargon. Whereas with a, you know, when you're, when you're already dealing with experts who've gone to school for this for a long time and they've been in their field for 30 years, then yeah, you definitely have a lot more liberty to, you know, use their language. Yeah, I think there's a, a level of assumption that happens with, you know, physicians, especially like you, you assume that you know what, or they know what you're talking about, because they do have that kind of experience. But to your point, like with patients, you don't, you can't assume that they're going to know exactly what that term means. Um, and it actually reminds me of something I saw, um, I guess somebody shared it on LinkedIn, um, Native, the, the deodorant brand, mm -hmm. um, they had their list of like, scientific or like you know actual chemical names and then um next to it was like a layman's term column of what it actually meant and i just thought that that was so smart and i don't understand why people aren't doing that but like that's kind of the ab of like one side is physician facing or like physician script and then one is patient scripting um and i think you know two it's it's understanding the context of it so like how and where is the video being used and the the words in the way that we would write it for like a video on a landing page is probably going to be different than like a streaming ad or something like that. Definitely. Yeah. And is it informational or is it promotional? You're going to want different, you're definitely going to want different tones for that too. A promotional is a lot more exciting. It's a lot more hyped where a, an informational one especially if you are looking to get information about a cancer medication because you've been diagnosed, you aren't going to want hype. You're going to want straight hard facts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to that point is like the purpose, like what is the goal of the video? Is it to educate? Is it to get somebody to take an action? Um, and really based on that, we can also then figure out kind of the, the next part of this, which is what is the story the video needs to tell? Like, what is the problem your product solves? Like, what is the picture you really want to paint? And I think part of our our fun and challenge as copywriters is, well, how long do we have to tell the story? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. I mean, it's something that we work with all the time where we've got 90 seconds to fit in yeah, all the content that you need. And a lot of times it's hard to it's hard to parse down 
what exactly is, you know, do you want to include in that 90, 90 seconds? Cause you've got a lot of stuff you want to include in there. You've got a whole suite of products you want in there and, you know, and they do this and they do this and this is, you know, you can't forget this benefit too. And you want to, you want to make it as impactful as possible. And it's, it's a hard, it's a hard balance to get everything in there. That's as impactful as possible and still tells the right story and comes in at the right time. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes I, I found where it's like clients want to cram a bunch in that 90 seconds. And part of the recommendation may be, well, maybe we just say to unpack it. And now you need to have like a multiple slightly shorter videos. And it's like, now you're creating almost a, a playlist kind of that binge worthy like Netflix type of thing and, and maybe that's on a YouTube channel maybe it's on a website somewhere or maybe it's even in there a seller's portal where a physician or a buyer can like go through these things and learn it at you know a, a little bit more of that bite-sized yet longer form pace um, when it comes to you know we talked about sound and feeling and creating that emotion um, what are your the thoughts and approach, Melissa, on identifying the right emotion for a script? It's really, it, it really, again, goes back to what the purpose of it is. You know, if it's, if it's about, you know, and knowing like what the audience is going through. Yeah. If you're a doctor who's looking for a new way to test people, then you're going to take just you're going to you're going to make you're going to get right to the point. You're going to be professional. You're going to be a beat um, you know, but meanwhile, if you're a patient who just found out that you have, you know, advanced lung cancer, you're going to want something that's a little bit more, you, you know, you want something that's going to be a little, actually a lot more reassuring. You know, you're on obviously straight to the point. Um, you know, chances are you're, you're still reeling. You just want answers. So you don't want to get too far in the weeds. You just want to be very straightforward, say, here's, you know, here's what this is about and also be very, you know, very optimistic. You want to be optimistic. You want to be reassuring. Yeah, d definitely the, the optimistic reassuring. Like I think empathetic is a really good word for that. Um, for sure. You know, it, one of the things obviously we, we don't see a lot of in the healthcare space or, or even the B2B space is humor. But I think back to, that fact about how people consume podcasts and like the number one is comedy. Um, and we listen to like, or talk about video ads and how it's typically like the funny ones that stick out to us. And so I think depending on context and like purpose, um, humor does have its place and how you use humor is very like, you have to use it elegantly. Um, one ad that I'm thinking about right now is something I saw recently for a company called Go-Kart. And it's a, a SaaS provider. It's like an e-commerce integration tool that makes the checkout process on websites easier. But it was one of the, the first, like I think, Super Bowl quality like B2B ads that was just hilarious. And it was just this series of people in, you know, on the bus or like at home in bed with their partner or at the salon. And they were all trying to check out on their phone or their computer. And as the video went on, you just saw them like get progressively and progressively and progressively more frustrated. And I, I think it's it's the dramatization of the emotion that that when you're talking about humor, like that's kind of where that fits. Um, but you know, for for a lot of things, I really think 
you, you hit it right on Melissa. It's, just, it's the empathy. It's, it's tapping into that um, more inspirational, like reassuring, making them feel seen and heard. Like we all want to feel. Um, and, you know, when it comes to creative concept, so you know, go-kart was a, a very kind of outlandish concept and they probably came up with it because there's not a whole lot of companies in the space doing something like that to stick out. Um, but how do you go about like reviewing videos or doing brand research to figure out what the right concept for, for that goal or purpose is, Melissa? I'm, I'm a big fan of a brief always. Um, so whatever I can, you know, whatever I can do to glean as much information that's already there. So to already know who this, who this customer is, you know, how really like how, how serious is their situation? How, you know, can, is there, is there room to get playful? Um, you know, and that helps a lot coming up with, you know, coming up with sort of the story. It also depends on who the client is really. I mean, there could be, you know, there are clients out there who do want to get kind of playful with, you know, with their content. I know that um, Wirebuzz had a client a while back that was, um, did these really fun um, informational videos for people who worked in labs and they actually used the people who worked in labs and they were delightful. So a lot of it just kind of depends on who it is and what they, you know, kind of what they want to put, you know, how lighthearted do they want to be with some of these things? You know, I don't think that medicine means that you necessarily have to be uber, uber serious. But again, like someone who's working in a lab has the room to be a little bit more playful. Yeah, it's that kind of thing is more uh product focused versus like mm -hmm. the person focus, which I think yeah. when you're talking to, when you're talking to patients, the last thing you're going to want to do is poke fun at anything. But if you're talking to a lab tech and it's like, okay, we get that efficiency is frustrating. Like we can kind of dramatize that and come up with a funny concept. Yeah. It makes me think like one of the most successful ad campaigns of all time was Alcacessor, the plop, plop, fizz, fizz. And, you know, I mean, it's more, you know, gastrointestinal issues are always funny, let's face it, but they're not, you know, it's not like dealing with cancer, but it's still, you know, they still took something, you know, like they could have like gone really dramatic with the stomach ache and they didn't, they were very fun about it. And they have, I mean, that, that jingle was popular for decades. And I well, think and even I think even my kids have heard it and they're, you know, what's the generation after Gen Z? That's what they are. And I think they even know what that what that jingle is. Well, and that that goes back to kind of the first part of this conversation, which is about music and sound and like that sonic identity. And mm -hmm. like there's there's no rule that says healthcare can't have a sonic identity like that. Like there's no rule that says a, a health product can't leverage sound or jingles to like make it stick um you know, and and talking about like a jingle or a hook you know that's that's just one line and it's like one line it's a slogan it's a tagline that sticks with us i think part of it is because it's melodic part of it's because it's amusing also part of it's just because it's it's right on benefit i mean oh what a relief it is that's yeah that's the whole point of taking it uh, <laughs> but what are your thoughts on like coming up with that you know, hook or that one line that sticks in somebody's minds from a video ad? Oh, it's a holy grail. If you can do it, it's amazing. I mean, it doesn't always come to you, especially, you know, especially if the, con if the content is serious and complex, which it often is in medicine, you know, that's, 
uh, it's harder than, you know, coming up with something for, you know, any kind of like, you know, widget. But, you know, if it happens, that's incredible. And yeah, you, you can only hope and pray that the client feels the same way. And it's like, yes, go for it. Because not a lot of times they're like regulatory is going to be like, absolutely not. <laughs> when, you know, on the flip side of this, like, obviously the opening line has to be attention grabbing and like hook worthy. But, you know, we were talking about silent videos. And so I think there's a level of it too, where again, it's you, ha you have to be able to use either the, the music or the visual story to communicate that first line without words. Mm -hmm. Um because if you're watching it without sound, that's you have to communicate the storyline. Um, and that's definitely something that we do internally of we come up with the script, but we also make sure there's a really powerful opening scene just in that case. Um, and then when it comes to, you know, how people receive the script, uh, I think getting feedback and allowing other people to read what you wrote is really important. And I know that's something we do internally as we always go back and forth with clients on on revisions and sometimes even user testing to make sure that the script is really going to be perceived by others the way that we think it is. So what are your thoughts, Melissa, on like the importance of constructive criticism in the scripting process? Oh, I think definitely. You can't work in a vacuum. You, you know, it's always good to have other people's eyes on it because, you know, not only, you know, not only were there, will there be, you know, things that maybe I will have missed, but there also is, you know, other people have expertise that I may not have, or, you know, have talked to a client, you know, since I've started and say, oh, well, you need to add this in. And, you know, and it could even be that, you know, oh, I really like that. I mean, that's also great, too, is to just get some feedback like, hey, this is amazing. I love it. So, uh, yeah, there's no way that I could just do it on my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love collaborating with you just for that reason, because we go back and forth a lot of times. Like, I'll write something. <laughs> I'll write something and you'll you'll hear it differently. And then you'll write mm -hmm. something. I'll be like, oh, well, I I would have thought this and like when we marry the two, I mean, two brains are better than one. And that's how we do some of our best work for clients. So I think having that team and collaboration is key. And, you know, last subject on this is audio first is, is who's reading the script? Um, is it an actor or is it a voiceover artist? And I know with Wirebuzz, our processes are, our producers will find voice actors and then bring them back to the team. We'll kind of like review the voice and then, we'll send it to the client, the ones that we think are the best fit. So when you when you write a script, do you ever write with like a certain voice in your head? I don't think I do until I hear a voice. So I, you know, a lot of times I read it out loud myself. And so I don't really have a voice in mind. And then, you know, one of our producers will send them some, send us some voices to listen to. I'm like, oh, actually, number three is exactly what I was envisioning. Like, you know, it, it could be something in the tone. It could be something in the range. It could be, you know, much. It could be just like a little bit gravelly and a little bit deeper. I don't know. Just even the slightest thing is like, oh, that's exactly what I was thinking without even knowing it. I don't really go into it, you know, thinking, oh, well, this is the kind of voice that I, that I am envisioning. Cause honestly, like a lot of times I could be envisioning something and everyone else is thinking something completely different. But a lot of times, like I 
someone will send me over a voice. And I'm like, yes, that's it. Curious, Melissa, are you uh, a words first person or are you like a, a music first person when you hear something? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm betraying my craft, but probably a music first. <laughs> what about you, Sid? I'm definitely music first, yeah. <laughs> I sometimes I'll have to listen to a song like five times and be like, oh, that's what they were talking about in the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm I'm definitely a lyrics first person. Like I yeah. I don't really care what genre it is, but if it has good words, I will listen to it. I don't like to listen to songs that have redundant or like empty empty lyrics. I want soul in my music and soul in my script. <laughs> Um, cool. Well, I, th I think on that note, guys, you know, we just unpacked a lot in this conversation and it's definitely made for some audio first content worth listening to. So for all of our listeners out there, thank you so much. Stay tuned for the next episode of Videos Marketing Mastery. And as always, if you need help with your videos, if you're writing a script or finding that perfect voice um, or help aligning your sales and marketing with video, don't hesitate to reach out. We can't wait to be your best friend in growth. And can I get a boom? Boom! Boom.